Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Now, back to Severe Reaction. Powered by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Here's your host, Michael Severe, on 1620 The Zone. Third and 10 from the 17. Two wide outs to the near side, one on the far side. Huskers today have been pretty good on third downs. Three of six, 50%. Snap back to Casey. Has some time, steps, throws, pass oh, intercepted no. at the 20-yard line. Picked off, weaving to the near side, to the 15, to the 10, down to the 8-yard line. Thompson makes the tackle, but a picked-off play by North Dakota. Wyatt Pettigo with the interception. Welcome back. Severe reaction here on 1620 The Zone. We'll get Steve Sipple coming up in just a few minutes. Um, pro football focus, you know, charts, plays, and um, everything pretty much. And you can find that on Husker Online. Uh, they always post it. But Anthony Grant had nearly a perfect day in terms of being a running back in college football yesterday. Um, he had 43 snaps, 23 run plays, 15 pass plays, a 90.2% grade, 108 of his 189 yards came after contact. Think about that. That's Ridiculous. 108 of his yards out of the 189 came after contact. Six runs longer than 10 yards. Four of them went more than 15 yards. He had truly one of the best games you're going to see for a running back at Nebraska. He's against North Dakota, but still had a great day. Again, you can find all those numbers. A.J. Allen, uh, 17 snaps, 11 run plays, and six pass plays. Had a good day as well. 11 carries, 58 yards. He had two runs of 10-plus, 28 yards after contact as well. Uh, another guy who had a really good day. Another guy who had a great day, and I believe he's having a great day today, from HuskerOnline.com, Stephen M. Sipple, the fine, and I still call him columnist, but just great man in general joining us here on Severe Reaction. What's up, Sip? Hey, Michael. Glad you have a show, and I'm really uh, <laughs> honored to be on it. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I asked this question before the beginning of the show and asked it on social media. After watching the North Dakota game, you feel better, worse, or indifferent about the 2022 team? Does that game make that much of a difference in your feel overall? Uh, not indifferent. Um, I'd say a little better. Not, I mean, in, in, in that they got a win, they kept playing, and kind of, you know, they found some force up front on offense late. Yeah. But – I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just don't think you can feel all that good about what happened. I mean, not if you're measuring it like we measure it, pundits. Now, if you're a player, I think I hope they feel good. I, I hope they feel good right. as players. Um, no, I don't. There's not much. I, I don't feel all that much different. You know, based on the way I walk to where I park, I walk past that North Stadium entrance with all the parents out there meeting their kids. And uh -huh. it's been rare, but to see the smiles, to see the hugs, it's usually when I'm walking past there, everybody's kind of dour. And it 
it, it just looked different. It is kind of cool just to see those folks celebrating a win. You know what I mean? Yeah, Michael, I'm glad you shared that. I'm glad you shared that vignette. That is important. Um, and, it, and you know what? There's, val- there's just value in that going forward, that those kids got to experience that. And it, it'll be easier this week. It's, I'll tell you one thing. It's a really interesting conversation, the whole thing. I mean, you have to take into account Ireland and the impact it might have had this week, which Frost did a good job of not using that as an excuse. Yeah. He shouldn't. I mean, I think for me and you to acknowledge it, it's probably okay. And I do wonder about it a little bit. Um, but, yeah, getting a W for those kids is big. Again, as evaluators, outside evaluators, that's not that big. It doesn't affect the way I look at things too much. But for them, it's gigantic. Let me first say it doesn't matter to me because all the offensive plays are Husker plays, not Whipple or Frost plays. But do you think that Frost had a bigger impact in calling the plays in the second half than he did the first half? Yeah, it's so hard to – you know, Michael, you know football so well. It's so hard to get into that discussion. Um. He had to play, you know, you saw, he had, he did have the play sheet. Yeah, he did. Uh, in his hand. Now, Whipple has a play sheet in his hand, too. Mm-hmm. Scott has a play sheet in his hand. Now, in, I think in Dublin, a lot of the time, that play sheet was in Scott's back pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did have his, he had his readers on in Dublin, so he was looking at something at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that conversation is a, is a, I've always struggled with it. And I mean, it goes back to the Fellini era. Okay. Here, here's one way to look at it. I can do this in 30 seconds. You know, we always had that conversation with Papuchas and Fellini. Who's calling the plays, sure. right? Who's calling the plays? And it's hard because they're, they're both calling the plays. And they don't even know sometimes who called the play, right? They're, they're, they're on the headset. There's a lot of back and forth. But Papuchas one time said, Bo swings the final hammer. Now, in that relationship, in that relationship yeah, that's what you figure. Bo is the head coach, the experienced guy, um, the, you know, the accomplished defensive coordinator. Yeah, that made sense. Papuchas wasn't accomplished enough to swing the final hammer. Whipple is accomplished enough to swing the final hammer, but Frost is the head coach. So I, I'm, I'd be interested in that. Who swings the final hammer? I don't know. I, I can't even say. Steve Simple joining us from com. I want to say on three. What, what, what's your official title now after everything happening September 1st? <laughs> that would be HuskerOnline.com. Okay, okay good. Change yeah, of the your Twitter guys. line up, okay? Change it. Yeah, I do need to. Sean, yeah. Yeah, Sean Callahan told me I need to change it. <laughs> you know, I'm 56. I don't move as fast on <laughs> elements like that as others do. Hey, I completely understand as a 53-year-old. Which one of the things that concerns you coming out of Northwestern still more? Is it the tackling, inconsistent offense, offense, and then again, turnovers. Which of those three that we all thought were an issue coming out of Northwestern that continue to bother you out of North Dakota? I'll just, I kind of, I'll make it a little more general. And then, and then there's a position group that we leave out of this discussion. Just the general struggle on defense. Yeah. Flat-footed, confused, especially in the, I, I was really struck by the confusion in the first half. Um, flat-footed, um, and I'd say I'm still really concerned about the inside linebacker position. Right? That's that group. I, I I don't know. I don't know what to say. Right? They uh, they got to get better there. 
Um, I thought they were a little better up front on defense yesterday at times. But just the just the defensive discussion to me is the surprising part of this this these first two games. Yeah, they you know there's a this let's just call it a four man or six people up front. Whether it's two down linemen, three four, let's just say there's six guys that are impacting the front for Nebraska, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure more than two of them are playing well right now, and that's concerning. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just and, not and they're not playing well. Unexpected to me. Um, unexpected. Couldn't get off the field in the first half. A lot of missed tackles. Now they the tackle the tackling got better in the second half. Shored that up a little bit. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with inside linebacker. I don't. I don't want to. I'm not putting it all on them. I mean, right. Talking about two, but uh, the reason I bring it up a little bit is because they're also involved in that. You know, and uh, teams have identified the middle of the field, the passing game, and some of it's bad. You know, so I. The, Shenander's got to figure some stuff out. All right, so 5'11", 200. Anthony Grant big enough for you or no? Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> That's a good question, though. He's Like when you see him in the in the post game, he's, he's kind of surprisingly small for how tough he runs. No, I like him. Here's the thing about him, Michael. I think his, his number one attribute is his toughness. He's, he's an extremely tough-minded runner. I mean, he's he's fighting for you. I love, and, and you know, I, I know you always say I like big backs. I do, but I think I like guys that are. I mean, if 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 a running back fights, that's what I really like. And he's a fighter. He's a fighter back there. I mean, he fights for yards, and that's. And he's got great vision. I mean, he's got really good vision in the in those small spaces, right? Yep. He sees things. That's what they've always said about him: is that he sees holes before they're there, and you really see that. Yeah, he's a, you know, he's not. I mean, this is this is Namon Green or Lawrence Phillips or Rozier. He's not like that, but he's a he's a tough kid. He reminds me a little bit because of his. I think his ten, like I don't know what his forty is, but I think his ten's gonna be really good whenever he yeah. goes to pro day or whatever. He reminds me a little bit of Mark Ingram. They're built very similar. Like they have good shoulders yeah. and they have yeah. this unique quickness in the hole. They're not gonna outrun you. He did, although he did yesterday. But he he has that that the the balance. And then just the uh, that quick short area quickness thing that he has is is kind of special. Perfect. I'm glad you mentioned his balance. He he doesn't get knocked off his feet easily. He's yeah. He's got excellent balance. Runs low. Oh, he's a good one. He's a you know the thing is he's not he's not a high knee runner and he's not particularly fast. Um, but he's and he's not you know he doesn't have the big he's not the big frame but toughness. I mean he's he's just a tough and he lo- and you know what else Michael he loves it. He loves yeah. the game. He, yeah. You can you can really see it, and he's a great teammate. He's got those intangibles. So yeah, I'm glad they got that kid, and I like AJ Allen too. Oh yeah, Steve Sipple joining us here from Husker Online on Severe Reaction. One of the things that I've heard from Whipple and a couple times from Scott Frost is they almost feel like they have too many guys. They, they want to try to play them. They can't. We saw Ramir Johnson for a couple of plays on offense. Um, Isaiah Castaneda had a great game. The first game we didn't. I think he only. I don't think he had any targets this week. Um, is that, a, I guess, a good problem to have? But the, there are guys that they aren't getting the ball to. You think they'd want to? Well, yeah, yes and no. Um, yeah, you go down to Brody Belt. I mean, I, Brody Belt's a very functional player, and I don't think he was targeted yesterday either. Mm-mm. 
I, I don't, I don't really have a issue with that coming out of yesterday. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't know. They just have a, they have a, not a overabundance of skill players, but they have an abundance. So you're not, you're just not going to get everybody the ball, especially if you only have the ball for nine minutes in the first half. Yeah. I mean, that, some of it is that, right? I mean, some of it is the fact that literally Nebraska had the ball for nine minutes and 22 seconds of the first half. So that, that cuts that cuts into the pie. Um, I think that'll look different going forward. Now, as far as – I mean, everybody's making a big deal about Ramir and uh, Gabe Irvin. Hey, Gabe Irvin and Ramir got beat out. Right? Yeah, right. That happened. That's what, they just got beat out. And, and I don't have any problem – I mean, come on. Nobody has a problem with Anthony Grant. I mean, he won that job in the spring, essentially. Right. And A.J. Allen came on, kept coming. And A.J. Allen, I have no, I have no problem with, with, with A.J. Allen getting those, those two reps. Um, and how could we have a problem with it anyway if you don't see practice? Um, it just looks to me like, you know, those guys, Gabe and Ramir got beat out, and that's the way life goes. Uh, Nick Berkshire had the same amount of targets as Marcus Washington, Alante Brown and Omar Manning. They all had three targets. Yeah. Trey Palmer had set, had five. He had the most targets out of all of them. I I do I like their skill guys, and I think they go fairly deep with it. Um, I I just don't know if those skill guys all play how do you say uh, play all out <laughs> as much as the coaches want. If you know what I mean. I just I there's some guys who play. You watch and you go, okay, that guy's playing all out, and then other ones you're like, eh, I don't know. Do you know what I mean Ooh. at all? Well, I, yeah, I watch I Omar Manning sometimes. I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> Give me a little more. You're a big athlete. Yeah. Give me some more. And I, they don't always have all those guys doing that. Uh, that's fair. I, I, I don't notice it quite as much as you do, only because I'm probably not as discerning as you. But I, I get that. I mean, I'll tell you what, Omar, I mean, he made a couple catches yesterday, and I, he always looks good to me. If he, if he ever turned it on, I, I think he could be a more of a difference maker than he's been probably much more. I'd like to see him turn it on, especially a game like that, where clearly he's a matchup advantage against an FCS opponent in a lot of cases. ah, They just got a lot to work through. I don't know. It just seems like there's, there's there's a Michael, they got a lot to work through. Let let me give Omar Manning a little credit. He did. They did a, a combination wham block where Brewington came through and then Omar Manning came through and he made a really nice block into I don't I that's the first time I remember him making an inside the the box block like that during the game and I was like whoa so I mean as big as he is that's something he should be able to do Yeah he, he good that's a good sign Yeah I'm glad you shared that that's a great sign cuz he needs to do things like that with that body I mean, he is that's a, he's a specimen that's a that's a that's a Pure thoroughbred Division One athlete. Any early feel for uh, Georgia Southern? Uh, they beat Morgan State fifty nine to seven. Threw the ball a ton. They got a uh, head coach who loves to throw the ball around the yard. You have a, any feel for Georgia Southern coming in here next week? Just uh, no. I don't. I've not looked into Georgia Southern other than I saw the score. I saw they completed passes to ten different receivers, and frankly, I think it's going to be close. I mean, I just. I, that's the feel I have, and especially now that Georgia Sun, they are thro- they're going to be throwing it more, and if they can work the middle of the field, then they're going to have some success. Then they, probably, I'm sure they will. Yeah, like you said, going after those inside linebackers who are having some struggles, and you got a true freshman out there, that certainly could be a challenge.
Sim- yeah, they got a lot. Eric's got a lot to deal with right now. Yeah, you know, and I, I think it almost – you need, with that many guys coming in, you need probably three or four games. It'd be great to have a preseason for this defense. You know what I mean? It'd be awesome to have a preseason. But, you know, it, they all count, so you don't get that. Right. Sip, we appreciate it, man. Have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy Labor Day. Yeah, that was fun. I really appreciate it, Mike. We'll talk to you again, man. Stevens M. Sipple from uh, HuskerOnlineNow.com. Uh, real quick, we'll take a phone call, then I want to read a couple of tweets before we get out of here today. What's up, Alan? How you doing? Hey, good. How are you, Michael? I'm doing good. I can't good complain. To, good, to, good to hear you on the radio again. It really is. Thanks, man. Uh, hey, am I allowed to ask an Iowa question? Sure. I watch most of the game. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm a Husker fan. I live in Omaha. Now, did you notice Iowa's defense? I mean, their offense is, like, completely lousy. Yeah. And then their defense just beat on those guys like nothing I've ever seen. What, what's, your, what's your take? I, I think you're perfectly – you're right. Um, thanks, Alan. Appreciate it. I, I love – like, if I could have a, a man crush on somebody, uh, I, is it Jack Campbell, the Iowa linebacker? I think that's his name. Jack, right? Jack, yeah. I love Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell, number 31 – Makes so many plays. 6'5", 246, can run, can hit, smart, love watching that kid play. And he is the prototypical Iowa player. I don't. He's from Cedar Falls. I don't know what he weighed, what he looked like when he got there. But right now, he's an NFL player. I doubt when he got there, he was an NFL kind of player. I don't know. I don't know much about him. He was a... He was uh, on one of their – yeah, he was in Des Moines Register, had him voted as one of the, the best high school players in the state. But look what he is now from when he was a freshman. That's what makes Iowa defense special. They have guys like that. that they Yes, they get some guys that are really talented, but they also bring people in from state and they develop them to where they look like Jack Campbell, <laughs> who you want to have on your team. Everybody wants Jack Campbell. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap the show up and, uh, and read a couple of tweets as well here on Severe Reaction on 1620 Zone. 